The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Now left side to Johnson. Five on the shot clock. Off to Van. Skyler at the foul line. Puts it on the floor. Jumper from 10 is good for Skyler Van. Iowa State knocks off number seven, Kansas, 79-75. So let's put this to bed here and now. It didn't happen. It won't happen. And others need to be much more careful with their words moving forward. Three-pointer is up and good. But that'll be the final buzzer. Sorez's three counts, but Tech wins it today by one, 85-84. Everything matters, and, you know, defensively the second half, we couldn't get stops. Mahomes to throw against a four-man rush. Fires it near side to Keltek, comes back to the ball, and holds it in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes absolutely took duct tape and just wrapped the ball around the waist of Travis Kelsey for a 19-yard touchdown. This game is over, and you can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs being the AFC champions for the fourth time in five seasons. The Chiefs have the Lamar Hunt trophy, and they're taking it to Vegas for Super Bowl 58. They give it to Mitchell off the right side, pushing for the goal line. Is he in? Touchdown! San Francisco! Just back up here, Brock. Take one or two steps back. Back up. Go down. It's over. The Niners are going to Vegas. Good morning. Uh, good to see everybody. Good morning, Toby. Good morning. Good morning, Toby. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, TJ. Monday, January 29. T-Row in the morning show, hour two, here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. TJ, everybody's here. Say good morning to everyone. Good morning, everyone. Chiefs and uh, 49ers, I think that's who it is. TJ, who's in the Super Bowl? Kansas City versus San Francisco. We'll talk uh, more Super Bowl coming up. Uh, let's talk a little hoopage, though, right now. TJ, painful loss. One-point loss Saturday, 85-84 to Texas Tech. You were glued to every second of this one there in the LNC, TJ. What would you think? Well, I wish they would have been the team that won by one. Mm. No, I uh, well said. To get some stops in the second half, I don't know that either team was getting stops at that point. Um, 
that was an amazing offensive performance by both teams, really, in that second half. It there was. was that, that stretch there. Great basketball. You know, watching it back, I'm like sitting there. You, you know the final score, and you're like, holy cow. Both these teams scored 20-something points in the last four minutes of this game. Yeah. Which is just crazy. Yeah. But you knew I knew that was what was about to happen. So when I was watching it back on Sunday, what I was frustrated with wasn't necessarily the stops in the second half, which yes, get a couple of those and you win that game by one or two points or, or hit a couple of free throws if Tega Owe hits his free throw or uh, Los gets the call or hits that shot, you know, late in that game. But the first half you were down. You were down. I don't remember if it was six, seven points, whatever it was. But you go on a run there where you held them scoreless for like seven minutes and ten seconds, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, seven minutes. Seven minutes, and it was one of fourteen shooting. And they come out of that stretch. Tech, Tech uh, comes out of that stretch, hitting a three. So they're two of fifteen over a seven minute span. And when they hit that three, you're only up one. I thought that mm-hmm. was the difference in the game. When you had a at chance home, to really open it up. Yeah, when you're at home and you hold someone scoreless for seven minutes and you're getting those stops and you put a team on the road on a one for 14 stretch, you should be up double digits and have a comfortable lead there. And oh, you just could not pull away. And they couldn't make shots during that stretch either. And we're not taking advantage of that situation. And they were doing it defensively during that stretch. They just could not score and open things up they 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 cut it they, they cut into that deficit and they got a four-point lead and then they hit the three and it's just right back on so I really thought that was the stretch there that if you're OU you have to figure out a way to be up 12 13 14 points whatever it is so when they come out of that run and hit that three you're still up 10 11 points and they just they couldn't pull away during that that section of the first half and I thought that was really the difference in the game yeah well said. Um, the two halves were kind of polar opposites in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Played great defense in the first, had a hard time scoring. Great offense in the second, had a hard time getting couldn't stops. Stop. Yeah, couldn't get a stop. Tech shot 72% in the second half. Unbelievable. 18 and, of 25. And this is a serious question here. Go ahead. Why does it seem in the last three years, in the Porter time period here, that someone off the bench every mm-hmm. game in conference play has a career night and is unstoppable. It seems like it's every – I know it's not, but well, this it week seems it was like – two for two with the Weaver kid for Texas and <laughs> yes. the McMillan kid for Tech. It seems like there's someone that's a role player that typically you look at their stats and they're like, oh, they play like eight minutes and average like four points yeah. a game, have just career nights on them. I don't know. It's maddening. The, the Kansas kid who didn't do anything uh, the last couple of years. In fact, he's redshirted this year. The kid, the tall kid from San Antonio who hardly played came off the bench and, and beat him in Lawrence with a three mm-hmm. and then had like 10 points against him the next year. And that's like the only 13 points he scored in his whole career. It's maddening because it's a, you go through a scouting report and you do a, they did a really nice job on Pop Isaacs and Joe Toussaint. Now Pop Isaacs hit some free throws late and he got he got up to 18 points, but uh, he hit he was one for six from three, and Joe Toussaint was one for five from three, and you're like and and you score 84 points. Right? If I give you those three details before the game, oh he's going to score 84. 
and they're going to hold Isaacson Toussaint to two of 11 three-point shooting, then you're like, you know what? John Whitson might be right. They might have won this thing by 20. Yeah, you out-rebound them. Dadgum Chance McMillan is farting in three-pointers, TJ. <laughs> he, he was – it was just – he looked like uh, the best player in the league. Like, uh, looked like just, the best player in the country. Catch and shoot, just boom, nail it. Catch and shoot, boom, nail it. It was he's just drifting, real. Yes, he's shooting it from thirty. He's catching it on the fly, drifting, drifting and it isn't even touching the the rim. It is nothing but net. Yeah, it just yeah, seems like it happens over and over again with him. And I don't. That's why I was asking. Is it? I. It seems they have a good scouting report because, like you said, if you're asking they, me, they lock down do, guys that they're supposed to lock down. Not guard reserves. No, the, well, that is not the they, case. I don't know. I guess there's not. And, and the thing is, it's like I sit there and I'm like, well, do they not? Do they not account for this guy when they're watching film? But yes, they do. But that guy played six minutes every other game. Yeah. Suddenly he's in there for 32, scoring 27 points. Which I I don't know what McMillan's minutes where I just I'm speaking on Weaver and some of those others that I know played low minutes I never saw what his minutes before that game to were. be fair he did have a nice game against BYU the day before uh, the game before he had 14 against him. okay and he averaged I think eight a game something like that but you're right it, it, that is it's one thing if like Pop Isaacs goes bananas on you sure but when a guy off the bench does it and it, it sex his game the Weaver kid just killed him it's maddening well, let's hear what Porter had to say about it. Coach, first off, what, what was the what you say to the team after the game? You know, it's tough. It's it's uh, with because they offensively, there's there's unequivocally there's no no way you look at it. If you told me before the game we we're going to score 85, 84 points against Texas Tech, it's defensively, it's 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 everything matters. You know, everything matters, and um, you know, defensively, the second half we couldn't get stops. Um, I thought at times we looked great defensively. In the first half, we I think we had nine straight stops at one point. Um, they took a lead. I called a timeout. We came out of the timeout. I think we had nine straight. But it's I don't have 30 timeouts so yeah. to ratchet up the defense every time. And um, it's like the first play of the second half. The guy just drove right to the paint, cut it, made a basket. Um, I got to give them credit. Um, McMillan had a career night. I mean, the three hit in the corner. The three came off the out of He was catching them off the fly. Rising up in one motion and shooting it, and but he had a he had twenty seven. We you know we it wasn't like he wasn't completely talked about as that's his number one strength is shooting, and he let him have six threes, and um, you know just the, the second half defense um, to to allow a team to have shoot seventy two percent just uh, it's it's you know very very tough um, defensively, and that's that's what, that's what this team's got to got to make a decision on. We talked about is the defense, the physicality. A couple of them just are not playing physical defense. Next to last offensive possession, you get the rebound on the missed free throw. You're down two. Uh, take me through what you wanted there. We actually talked about it, like we we talk about it, stuff like that in advance. Um, it was we if, if it was three, we we knew the play we were going to run. If it was two, we knew what we were going to do, and we didn't. At that point, we were going to not call a timeout if we liked what we had, because you call a timeout against a team like Texas Tech, they're just going to absolutely load up their whole defense, and you might not even get it. So we were in attack mode. We knew we were in bonus. We were in, and we had this little act, and 
you know, those got right down to the, right down to the paint. And, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's a feel. You call timeout, but we talked about that in advance. And if you had that, you weren't going to call timeout with Texas Tech with 15 like that and a two-point lead just because of they're, they're setting it up and then they're there. You're hoping with the scramble situation. And, uh, you know, uh, Lowe's missed it. and uh, But I thought he made some huge plays in the second half. Yeah. Milo's did. Um, I thought Rivaldo Soros offensively was very good, um, did some really good things. Um, you know, just it, it's it's the little things that added up defensively, you know, that they had two backdoor passes that we had zero pressure from our five-man. You know, we talk about, we literally talked about that play, is that you got to have a hand and be active. And uh, so we got to be a lot better. And I told him, I said that this is – you know, we got to, we, we have it turning right around. Didn't get this done. We got Kansas State on Tuesday and an opportunity, but they, we have to come together and, and be better defensively. It'll start with me, um, but they just, uh, you, you know, even on out of bounds play, you know, you can't, you got to lock and trail. There's stuff they've been trained to do. And he came flying off the corner and got a little edge and he hits it. I mean, those are tough shots yeah. flying into the corner and he hit like three of them, but um, disappointed our, about our defensive uh, effort against a very, very good team. One silver lining, and we'll let you go. You mentioned Rivaldo Suarez. He keeps playing great basketball for you. 19 points, 10 rebounds today. And four assists, no turnovers. Yeah. No assists, no turnovers. He's, he's given us so much. And, uh, you know, this um, – you know, I thought Sam, I, I, you and I talked about it, I, I really felt Sam was going to have a good game just seeing his bounce back, and I thought he was very good. You know, free throw shooting too. I mean, you know, we, we missed nine. We left nine free throws on the table, um, nine free throws, and they made every one of them pretty much down the stretch. And uh, that's opposite of what happened at Cincinnati. But in a one-point game, we left nine free throws um, on, on, the, on, the, on the table and six in the second half, six in the second half. You know, free throw shooting, uh, their shooting. You know, that, that defense, those are two of the huge stories because scoring 85 points against Texas Tech, offensively, we did we did some really, really good things. Yeah. It's just uh, you, you can't spot them, you, you know, 85, miss those free throws and um, expect to win. And I thought the crowd was awesome. Uh, just so grateful that they're sticking with this team because, I mean, they're unbelievable young guys. I mean, they, they're, they're heartbroken in there. Absolutely. And so are we, and I know so, you're, so are you, Sooner fans. But this – there's only one direction we got to go, and that's fight harder and fight harder for what we got. And we ain't quitting, and we got a lot of opportunities. But we blew one tonight, um, but the crowd was great. You were you were awesome tonight. Tough week, long ways to go. Coach, thank you so much. Thank you. We have – oh, go ahead, TJ. I, I was going to say uh, – he mentioned Soros there. That he was great on yeah. uh, Saturday. Had a tremendous game. And that in games where maybe he's not scoring as much – Jalen Moore cannot have games like that and have one rebound. He's got to affect the game more mm-hmm. in certain areas that it may not be points and offensively, but he can't have a game where he's got one rebound in a, in a game like that. Yeah. He's too athletic, too good. that he's He's got to be affecting the game in that way as well. You're right. That's an anomaly for him lately. Yes, yes. Because he's been – I think he had 40 points, 20 rebounds the last three games before that. But uh... – yeah, I mean, every when it's a one point game, you can point to a thousand different things that if it goes different, you win it. Mm-hmm, you know, sure. So you have a psychologist dream now tomorrow night in Manhattan because two teams that went zero and two this past week are meeting. OU reeling after losing two home games, desperate to go on the road and try to make up for it. And what a week Kansas State had. Holy cow. 0-2 and 
Jerome Tang cannot stop complaining about everything. So we're we're going to get into that there at the bottom of the hour. I, I you know I'm sure the Octagon of Doom will do everything they can to get the Cats back in the right frame of mind, but Kansas State's got to be trying to pick up the pieces a little bit too. Now they lost two tough games. I mean at Iowa State at Houston that's tough, but the manner in which they lost them both they were hammered both times, and both times the story of the game afterwards was their head coach's post-game press conference so we'll talk about all that coming up fascinating seven o'clock tomorrow night OUK State on the road two road games this week at K-State Tuesday at UCF Saturday uh really need one of two take two of two don't get me wrong really need one of two we'll be back The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. There are trucks, then there's the truck. T-Row in the Morning Show, this hour brought to you by Hightower Clinical, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma! No cost or insurance needed to participate. Medication provided for free. Huh? What do you think about that? It's four syllables. It works. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Hmm. Kansas City versus San Francisco. Can you get Teddy to do that in the background of your touchdown calls? I like that idea. I just say touchdown, and in the background you hear him yelling, Oh, my. He needs to do like the Chiefs color uh, commentary. Look at that big dummy. Totally blew it on that assignment. Big dummy. What if we just had stats screaming it (laughs) off mic? (laughs) You could just, you know, you could hear it in the background, but he wasn't on a microphone. Oklahoma. Yeah, that'd be good. Be much more enthusiastic than that. Hightowerclinical.com, <laughs> 405 uh, Chevrolet text line. Good morning, guys. I want the Niners to win so Trent Williams can get his well deserved ring. That's from Puerto Rican Sooner. All right. Sooner Lisa from BA agree, TJ. I don't want either team to win the Super Bowl. However, I guess I'll root for the 49ers since Trent Williams and Braden Willis haven't had one before. Creed, James Winchester, and Blake Bell have. I appreciate the cheering for the Sooner. Not just cheering for the Sooners, they're cheering for equality. I mean, either way, a former Sooner is going to get them a ring, either another one or a first one. So, um, Let me see if I still have it uh, pulled up to the screen here. Six Sooners in the Super Bowl, that's the most in the country. On active rosters, six Sooners. Uh, you've got Trent Williams and Braden Willis for the 49ers. Blake Bell, Wanya Morris, Creed Humphrey, James Winchester for the Chiefs. Georgia's got five. Florida and Michigan have four. Penn State, Rutgers, TCU, and Middle Tennessee have three. How about Middle Tennessee? There are 17 teams that have two players in the Super Bowl. Uh, none of them named Alabama, by the way. And 43 schools that have one player. Another typical shot at Missouri there from Toby Rowland. Well, yeah, Mizzou has two. Mizzou has two. Sooner Stew NBA. TJ! 
Face palm emoji. No Dallas Cowboy fan would pull for the 49ers ever. I'm disappointed. Hmm. What do you have to say for yourself? I would say I agree with that. I'm, I'm not pulling for either team here. Look, it's, it's, it's two evils going at it. So how do you Darth decide Vader on one Darth evil Vader? over the other evil? Yeah, and I'm just so beat down with the Chiefs that I guess that's why I'm leaning You guys got to understand, TJ's a pro-first guy. He doesn't think about college. So while well, you guys are excited for the OU players and all that kind of stuff, College That's not true. It was the first thing that I said in this thing. First thing <laughs> he thinks about is, I don't like this team because they beat my team in the 90s. That is true. That yeah. is true. So. But it was the first thing I said, I'll be rooting for those guys. I don't remember that part. And I even mentioned George Kittle's name being a Norman kid. Yeah, nobody remembers that part. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I'm not sure it happened. Good morning, fellas. Could we talk about the really important issue last night? Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey post-game kiss. Casey Sooner, boomer! I saw that. Yeah. Making out on the field. all Locking lips like. on the field. Gross. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> uh, Porter Moser has worked hard to engage the fan base more than any coach I've seen. You can count paid attendance by hand in over 50% of the game. It isn't always about NIL. Players want to play in front of fans. Stop trying to fire our coach and show up for the game, says. Did you text that in? No, but this is the wrong year to send that text. The crowds have been great with the one uh, exception of the West Virginia game. Yeah. In Big 12 play. Sold out Saturday. Sold out uh, the, 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 the Texas game. Uh, there have been some great crowds in non-conference play, especially the student section. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, I'm with you. They the, the average attendance is not great, and the, the crowds have been a problem for a long time. But they've been bringing it this year. And give Porter credit. The team's been fun to watch. He's been working his rear end off to try to get people there. Give marketing credit. They've had some really fun giveaways this year, and concession prices have dropped, and all that kind of stuff. So, but it helps if you win when the fans show up. So hopefully they keep coming back. You have a good week, Teach. They'll be fired up again for the for the two home games the week after that. Sure. I saw a bunch of pictures and stuff, but how was Red Panda? Oh. I had some people texting me during her performance so, at halftime. Red Panda was awesome as always. Inspiring. The the crowd was the the students were awesome. Like. They were counting the bowls every time she would put one on. Yeah. One, <laughs> two, and then you know, and then she'd hit it, and they would just go bananas. And so I saw Red before the game. I call her Red, and she was coming <laughs> down the tunnel in jeans and a t-shirt with the marketing team, and I guess she was going out to talk to the DJ. I maybe give him the song or make sure where to start. I don't know what, but she was headed out to talk to the DJ. And it took me a second. I just saw our marketing guy walking down the tunnel with a, a little lady who appeared to me to be in her 60s, maybe. She wasn't in her getup. She didn't have her makeup on, anything. And and then I saw him, like point, he like pointed to her and grinned at me. And it dawned on me, oh, my God. 
that's Red Panda <laughs> in jeans and a T-shirt. She can't be four foot tall. She's so tiny. Just out in the public. And I said, I think I said, hey, Red. I think I said, that's what I said. Or, hey, Panda, something like that. I don't remember what I said. I embarrassed myself. And I wanted to stop and get a selfie, but I didn't have my phone on me, and I was I was totally fangirling out. Oh, jeez. But she was just awesome, man. Just what a, what a skill, what a performance, what a show. It's it, – I'm sure it is like you seeing Eric Church in concert. Yeah. Like even though you've heard the song a thousand times, you still can't wait to sing it again. Sure. It's the same show. Every time. Mm-hmm. She did get a new outfit this year, though. But other than that, same show, same song, exact same thing. It doesn't matter how many times I see it. I am brought to my feet every time. Just glorious. She's amazing. She's amazing. Uh, let's see I don't here. even know if it's hard. But you don't know if it's hard. Well, She's on a unicycle flipping bowls with her foot on top of her head. Obviously, that part's hard. <laughs> But I don't know, like, if I, if you sat in a folding chair and you, like, the physics of it, I don't even know. Maybe anybody could do it. Probably not. I'm no. just saying. I don't know. But you could not sit it. on it's the magical. edge of a chair and flip a bowl onto your No, head. I don't think I could. I'm just telling you. I don't, I've never tried it. But I, I, it's, it's, what a, one of the top ten greatest humans on planet Earth right now, ladies and gentlemen, Red Panda. I don't that think, might be too generous. Maybe top five. I don't think you could sit in a chair and place a bowl on top of your head, much less flip it with your foot. Probably not. I'm just saying, I've never tried it. You've never tried it. Nobody, no. like, maybe if we sat there and, and tried it, we'd be like, this isn't that hard at all. It probably is impossible. But there's something about it. And she's got she's got flair too, you know. And she hits it. She puts her arms out like ta-da! Like what a showman! I've tried to get onto a unicycle one time in my life, and it wasn't it happening. Like I couldn't even get on the unicycle, much less yeah. flip bowls on my head and keep the unicycle moving back and forth. Right. So, what a feat! What a feat! Uh, T row. I work. What for, feet? Uh, what does she flip it with? Or her right? Yeah, she flips with her right yeah, foot. Yeah. She controls the cycle with her left foot. That's right. I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here wiggling my hips back and forth thinking about that when I was answering it. Like I'm remember, on the unicycle. Remember when somebody stole her unicycle a while back? Yeah, I do remember in that. that. Out in San Francisco or something. NBA games, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. T-Row, I work for American Air. We have two flights daily from KC to Vegas. Flight numbers are 1989 and 87 just for the big game. Yeah, I've heard uh, American and United both have this. They have 1989 flights for her album and then 87 flights going home for Kelsey for Chiefs fans. So, really? Yeah. How about that? Book so they now. changed the flight numbers? They changed the flight numbers for this game, yeah. That's hilarious. Get your That's a now. great marketing uh, ploy, I guess. Oh, they'll probably have Swifties just buy tickets just because of the flight number. I got to buy oh, a ticket sure. on flight eight, 1989. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, good morning. I got nothing. Have a good day. It's from Frat Bro Mark. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> we appreciate the loyalty even when you have nothing. 
Gotta say, I've never liked the Chiefs, but watching folks lose their mind, one, because Taylor Swift is supporting her boyfriend, and folks in the production truck are showing it, made me cheer for KC to make the Super Bowl just to watch them melt down. I'm a little bit the same way. I'm a little ornery over it. I'm like, I like it. Like, she annoys me just coming on that credit card commercial where she's in the different outfits and in the coffee yeah. shop and the wine place. You, you just don't like seeing her face. I just don't like her face. No. Mm -hmm. She's one of those which, in the face category. Which is just her face would just go away. This summer, can you, maybe when we're looking for content, can you come out with an all-time their face annoys me team? Um. Yeah, I could probably do that. Yeah. yeah I like that idea. I mean, I think we know most of them, so well, you would be a top But there that could list. be some, right. I mean, we know me, Phil Mickelson, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. uh, who were we just talking Tim about Duncan, the other day? Greg Popovich. Mm, who, who were we just, oh, uh, Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel. We were just talking about somebody else the other day. Yeah, someone had a punchable face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, work on that for the summer. Top ten most people whose face annoys you. I could probably work on that. Uh, let's see. Last one here. I never understood why Rice or Roni. You can't just say, like, my cousin. It's got to be people we know. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, my cousin does have a punchable face. Mm -hmm. uh, I never understood why Rice or Roni was the San Francisco treat, says Sooner Chris in PA. I think that's I assume where it's created. I assume out. it's from there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's my assumption. Yeah. Rice or Roni, the San Francisco treat. Kids don't know that nowadays, do they? They don't even know what we're talking about. Is rice-a-roni still a thing? Is that, I can think, I get that in the store? It's still a thing. It's still on the shelves, but I don't think they have... I mean, they don't advertise and have the that song? slogan anymore. Yeah, that jingle. All right. 7.36. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Toby and TJ back with you. All right. Big 12 is uh, off the rails. Let's just start by uh, running down some scores from Saturday. I I think you got all but one, and I nailed them on Saturday, TJ. Uh, the only game I think we picked different was the Cincy UCF, UCF game. yeah. So Houston blows out K-State 74-52. We'll circle back to that one in a bit. Iowa State over Kansas 79-75. We'll circle back to that one in a bit. Uh, BYU beats Texas 84-72. We'll circle back to that one in a bit. OSU on Remember the 10 Day has a big finish to get their first Big 12 win, 70-66 to over West Virginia. And game of the year in the Big 12. Did you happen to watch TCU Baylor? I did not, no. We were traveling Unbelievable back. Unbelievable so. basketball game. Triple, Triple overtime, overtime, wasn't it? Yeah. TCU beats them 105-102 in a game that was just, you know, sometimes you have games that go overtime or whatever, and nobody can make a play. Just they, they're, they're equally bad. That was not the case in this game. They just kept hitting big shot after big shot after big shot. Uh, and TCU ended up getting a massive road win for them. So, updated Big 12 standings. We are now through seven conference games. You got, well, seven for most. Tech and Baylor played six. 
You got Tech on top at five and one. Iowa State and Houston both five and two. Kansas, TCU, and Kansas State four and three. Baylor three and three. OU, BYU, Texas, Cincinnati, UCF, all three and four. West Virginia two and five. OSU one and six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams between four and three and three and four. Right there. Uh I I, I think Houston's the best team in the conference. I, even after seeing Tech. Um I they're they are not the most talented team in the conference, but he's got them playing really well right now. I do think a losing streak is in front of Tech at some point. But give them credit Saturday. They executed superbly down the stretch, uh, hitting free throws, so forth and so on. Um, okay, so oh, what a what a I mean, it just can't miss. Like the most boring game maybe all day Saturday, Teach, was the one-point Texas Tech win over OU in Norman because, like, Nobody said anything incendiary after the game. You know what I mean? Oh, you're talking about uh, just coaches after the game or something. Yeah. When you say that, I was going to say. Uh, well, well, in Provo, okay, let's start there. Yeah. The students show up, and in the front row, they're wearing T-shirts that spell out horns down. Right. Clever. Right there by the tech bench, or the Texas bench. Clever. Only somebody told them to take them off. Who told Now, did Texas complain? To someone at BYU and BYU said, yeah, you're right. We're more classy than that. Let's take off those shirts. Did BYU do it on their own? I need to know uh, how this went down. I saw that. I mean, the, the, the headlines and everything, everything that was put out said that BYU asked them to take off the shirt. But I want to know if it's because Texas complained and cried. I would like to believe that's the case. I think it is the case. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. I don't understand why this hurts them so Probably bad. Probably not. Like I saw, I read a bunch of the comments on Twitter and stuff off of this. Like, what am I missing here? Like, I think that's what the whole world's saying. Like, what are we all missing here? It's like it's a curse word or yeah. uh, something that we're all missing like that they the understand. Middle finger. Right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, probably not. BYU is such a nice place that they probably said, fellas, come on, that's not, you know. But I don't know. It has started yet another, even if they did it on their own, it has started another wave of how soft is Texas, even if they had nothing to do with it. That was uh, that, those comments. A lot of them were SEC fans like, you think we're not going to wear horns down shirts now? We'll <laughs> have them on every game. Uh, all right, let's talk about Kansas State's week. Kansas State is the next opponent, obviously, for the Sooners tomorrow night. So roll back to whatever day it was. Was it a Monday night game, a Tuesday night game? I don't remember what it was this week. Iowa State beats K-State. Jerome Tang's unhappy. He has the long handshake with T.J. Otzelberger. We thought it was because fans were throwing something or cursing. Mm -hmm. Turns out, at least reports are, Tang's never said it, but they thought people were filming their huddle. Uh, <laughs> this thing blew up. So Otzelberger, after they beat Texas on Saturday, at his press conference, started with this. It's incredibly disappointing um, that after such an awesome game and awesome environment and atmosphere that I even have to begin uh, by addressing 
um, something that happened, you know, earlier this week. Uh, the ludicrous, ludicrous rumors uh, earlier this week uh, that somehow we we're trying to gain an advantage uh, looking into our opponents' huddles is an affront to our players, our fans, and to me. It's not who I am. It's not what our program is about. And I'm angry that someone would even make that suggestion. What is factual is one of their staff members cursed out one of our student managers who is mopping the floor under the basket. So let's put this to bed here and now. It didn't happen. It won't happen. And others need to be much more careful with their words moving forward. Woo-wee. Take that, uh, Tang. You can trust in this. It is not put to bed. Uh, it will come out of bed. Much like a two-year-old child. Need a first this will round get match out of bed. The Big 12 tourney there. Uh, I got to look up. Do they, they play? I think they play again in the regular season in Manhattan. So, Jerome Tang goes on the road again Saturday at Houston. Gets absolutely hammered, okay? Kelvin ran him out of the gym. Down by 20 at halftime already. Uh, got a tee from Jerry Pollard, wasn't happy about it, and this is what he said in his postgame presser. I have a lot of thoughts on that, but, you know, I don't know. They didn't tell me how much the fine was, so my wife might be kind of mad at me if I go off on that. I, I just, um, I got a tech for waving my hands the last game, and um, so I didn't wave my hands this game. And then I got a tech for telling Gary that he was the adult and he, he, he needs to act like it because he was. Gary, Gary is Gary. official Gary Pollard. Gary. Okay? The referee. Chirping with one of my players. And I'm always going to defend my guys. My guys are wrong. I'm going to correct them. Right. But when they didn't, it, it wasn't what, what, what Gary Maxwell did and said to my, my player was not warranted. And all I told him was he's, he's better than that as a person and he's the adult and i got a tech for that um i you know i mean i i i, I don't get it I, but it's okay right because that's the position i'm in and that's the position they're in and they, you know, they have the authority in that situation and so we take it and we move on but um there's got to be accountability for everybody's action. Mine are y'all see it on national television and I get a tech and, you know, I have to answer that to my AD. I think everyone in this game should have accountability for something. He told Cam Carter that if he wasn't quiet, he would get him out the game and then proceeded to call uh, two Tic Tac files on him. And I just thought, you know, bro, you, you're the adult here, right? You can, like, we can tuck our egos away and... They let the kids play the game and, you know, so. I I think I said Gary Pollard, Gary Maxwell. It's there's two Garys. Gary Maxwell is who he's complaining about. <laughs> he's like guys I used to work with in high school at the grocery store. We'd be in the break room. They wrote me up. We were both over on break. We both that took an extra two minutes. But they wrote me up and let Gary go. <laughs> so, so Jerome Tang, what a week, huh? And now he gets Porter Moser, who's – behaving himself tj i mean you know like porter porter's a wild man but at least like 12th out of 14 coaches that they're worried about in the league right now because 
Jerome Tang's lighting fires everywhere he goes. Now, he's coming back home. It would be hilarious. Uh, it would never happen. It would be hilarious if, like, uh, in the uh, handshake, the OU assistants all got their cell phones out and were, like, filming the handshake. Like, you know, uh, were those straps on their forehead with a camera on the forehead? <laughs> they come out to shoot around? Yeah. Uh, who knows what kind of an atmosphere we're headed for tomorrow night in Bramlage Coliseum. But this conference, I, I mean. simply told him he sucked at his job and he gave me a T. What was I supposed to do? It's way more entertaining than anything else on television right now. Every game, triple overtime, coaches hate each other, coaches are mad at referees, uh, coaches are mad at fans for putting on T-shirts, coaches are mad at other coaches for not disciplining their kids about doing the horns down. It's pressure every game. Every game, every game is by down. one point. <laughs> right. It's just, what a league. We'll be back. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. T-Row in the Morning Show, Hightower Clinical brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. They believe everyone should have access to new treatment options through clinical trial participation, working in many different areas, arthritis, cancers. If you think they could help you or someone you love, HightowerClinical.com. Call or text 405-831-5905. Short segment here, but a couple of quick texts. K-Dub in the 918 says, that's basketball and uh, that's a basketball and football deal. Some kid you never heard of or an average QB has the greatest game they'll ever play against mm-hmm. OU. And it does happen a lot with uh, quarterbacks, it seems like, against uh, yeah. the Sooners. Um, Highlight of my broad of the broadcast Saturday, Toby making eye contact with Doug Sermons and saying, Thank you, Doug. <laughs> so I gotta give him credit for something. There was a call, I don't remember what it was right now, where they came over and looked at the uh monitor, and then Doug immediately looked at us and explained to us the call. Which never happens from any referee. They always immediately go jog over to TV and explain the call. But nobody explains the radio. And so... Word's gotten to him. How you feel about him? Uh, Doug, the show in stripes sermons. I got to give him credit. He did explain a call to us on Saturday. But we lost again with him as a referee. So I got to figure out what our record is with sermons as ref. We'll be back. <laughs> 